Welcome to the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale. And in this week's episode, my guest is Sarah from Firecracker Thai Kitchen, a restaurant that will be opening in the new Salt City Market coming to downtown Syracuse this November. Well, one of the things I love about having the podcast and being able to host the Eat Local New York podcast is that I've never met Sarah a day in my life. Um, I've seen her online. I've seen her through Facebook and Instagram posts advertising the Salt City Market. Um, But I've never met her before. I've never spoken to her uh, besides the emails to coordinate the podcast recording. And I just love being able to sit down with somebody in this setting and get to know them, get to know all about them and their history and experiences. And to learn that Sarah, uh, how she came up in um, Lemongrass and at the Bistro with Eamon Lee and, you know, somebody like Jared who owns uh, St. Urban up in Westcott. I mean, it's just, it's so fascinating to me. So I know you're going to love this conversation that I had today with Sarah. Well, our sponsors for today's episode are Gearhar's Restaurant Equipment and Supplies. It's not just for restaurant owners. It's for really anyone that needs anything involving cooking. Restaurant owners, if you're looking for equipment or supplies or small wares or designing your new restaurant or kitchen space, uh, I mean, really anything, your furniture and flatware, anything you can imagine that you would need for your kitchen or for your restaurant, go over to Gearhars because they have everything and they are a locally owned and family owned business operating right here in Syracuse for the last 50 years. It's so amazing. And if you're not in the industry and maybe you're an avid cooker and you're at home and you need some smallware items, some pans, some flat, I don't know what you need. The point is, if you need anything involving cooking or the restaurant industry or a kitchen or foods, just go over to Gearhars. Go check them out. You can find them right here in Syracuse, New York at 220 Teal Ave. They have a beautiful showroom and store that's open to the public. And you can also find them online at GearharsEquipment.com. Our other sponsor this week is Peaks Coffee Company. A huge shout out to Sam and Kelsey, husband and wife, own, operate Peaks Coffee. Lovely, beautiful space over there. Absolutely love those people. You can find them online at PeaksCoffeeCo.com where you can purchase coffee. You can find out more about their story. You can place an order online to pick up at the cafe. Wonderful people. Go check out Peaks Coffee Company. Well, listen... The new Eat Local New York card is coming out. That's right. We have been in the works to get it designed. We are going to have them printed soon. We're going to change some things about it this year, one of them being that it's now Eat Local New York, which means we're working to get restaurants all over the state where you'll be able to purchase your one card and be able to go use that card at any participating restaurant all across the state of New York. We're also going to be adding a new feature this year to have a key tag. You know, one thing I hear consistently from customers and restaurants alike is customers who buy the card, sometimes they just forget that they have it or they forget which restaurants are on the card. We're thinking that hopefully key tags will help you remember that you have your Eat Local New York card and that you can use it at any of these 140 participating restaurants. Uh, So we're going to add that new feature this year. Look for the card to be launching sometime in September Uh, probably towards the end of the month is when we're going to have it. And we're still trying to figure out what the rules are going to be and if we feel like we can have a socially distant uh, launch party. So stay tuned for that information. You can connect with us on social media at Facebook and Instagram, really the biggest ones, but we're on Twitter. We do have a full YouTube channel where I even post the videos of all of these podcasts. So go check that stuff out at Eat Local New York or Eat Local New York State. You can find us online as well at eatlocalnystate.com. Well, without further ado, let's get into my conversation this week with Sarah from Firecracker Thai Kitchen. Yeah, thanks again for coming down. My pleasure. Yeah. I don't know if people uh, get bummed that I'm, uh, I do them on Saturday mornings or not, you know, but... I, you know, I'm typically not a morning person, yeah. but I'm actually kind of like happy to be up and about on a Saturday morning and yeah. have like kind of like the rest of the day to, you know... Do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you can't really be a morning person in the restaurant industry unless you're like It's a, really hard. Yeah. I mean, you're already so tired from working, you know, mm. 12, 14 hour days. Yeah. 
So I love Steve. And uh, you mentioned just before we started that you know Steve. Yes. Um, the first. So technically, we've had three podcasts booked with Steve in the last two months. And the first one was an early Saturday morning, and he completely forgot. Like, oh, sl- no. He didn't for- I'm sure he didn't forget. He slept in. Mm-hmm. And he messaged me. At, like It was like, uh, I think the episode, we were going to record at like 10 a.m. And at like 11 or, t- or 12, he sent me a message. Dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he was like, it was a late night at the restaurant. You know, he's at Gilded Club now. Right. So he was like, I was there until 4 in the morning and just, you know, whatever. And that's I guess that's pretty much how it's going to go, right? I mean, yeah, especially if you're a bar in Armory Square, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I remember, you know, working at Lemongrass, and I was the pastry chef at one point. Mm-hmm. And, man, you know, people go out to eat really late at night, and then by the time they get dessert, sometimes it's like <laughs> after midnight. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I definitely had some late nights down there. Yeah. Well, for those of uh, everybody that's tuning in, introduce yourself. Tell, you know, who you are, where you're from. All right. Um, my name is Sarah Tong Nork. I grew up right here in Syracuse and uh, in the Dewitt area, I went to JD. Okay. Um, I started out at ESF, you know, was going to go and save the environment. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spent, you know, I, I was there for, you know, over four years and then mm. just decided that at the end of that time, I was about to graduate, you know, I was going to my last semester and people kept asking me, you know, oh, what are you going to do when you graduate? And I started, I didn't know, yeah. right? Honestly, I didn't know. And I started giving them this line like, oh, well, actually, I think I might explore culinary school. Like, that's where my hmm. heart and head is, you know. And and I just kept saying that so I would have an answer. Yeah. And then I ended up leaving ESF hmm. right before graduation and and then I was like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> and it just so happened that my uncle knew Max from Lemongrass oh, okay. and kind of got my foot in the door there. And as they say, the rest is history. I've been cooking ever since. That was like 1997. Wow. <laughs> so did you go to culinary school? I did not. I went to the culinary school of Amon Lee. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, which is probably better than any degree <laughs> yeah, you, could, probably is. Yeah, you could get. So yeah, yeah Amon was there my first day. Um, at Lemongrass, he was the chef at the bistro at the time. Okay. And then, you know, I spent just over four years at Lemongrass. Okay. And Eamon had since moved on to the Century Club. Yeah. And, you know, he asked me to join his team. And Mm. I I was with Eamon. Well, Eamon wasn't there the entire time, but I was at the Century Club for a good 12 years, I want to say. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you were at the Century Club for 12 years, and did you say you were at Lemongrass for four? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, after the Century Club, I kind of bounced around a little bit. I, I helped my cousin and mm-hmm. my aunt and uncle out at Bangkok. They used to own the Bangkok in Liverpool. Um, I think I did maybe like a a year or almost a year at Alpha when they were open. Mm, what's that? Uh, so Alpha was... Um, Lexi's restaurant. Lexi used to own the door with Jan. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, she opened up in the old Saratoga Steaks location. And oh, I, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that was an amazing experience. <laughs> it, was a, it was a short and sweet stint, but, man, I learned so much. Yeah. And then I landed at Bellevue Country Club, and I was there yeah. for about another, um, I would say, four years. Okay. I started just out as a line cook, and then... Um, you know, the the executive chef, Stephen Pontello, ended up leaving to go sell food, and mm. I I applied for the position and mm. got it. So I, I was exec there for probably two-plus years. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, now you're, I mean, I don't know if that brings us to uh, Firecracker Thai Kitchen. But. Yeah, almost. <laughs> um, I, I left Bellevue, and then... Um, I kind of came full circle mm-hmm. and Max from Lemongrass had reached out to me and said, hey, you know, Ploy is leaving. Ploy mm-hmm. was his operations manager and I knew she was such an integral part of his um, his business that I, I kind of was like, well, I have to help him, you know, <laughs> like I, I can't not help him like she's leaving. Mm-hmm. So I started there uh, last summer mm-hmm. And really, as 
uh, but not back of the house. I was actually front of the house doing um, operations management, mm. which kind of set me up nicely for a firecracker. It gave me some front of the house experience and and having to deal with payroll and all that stuff. Um, it was it's been a great experience. But I, you know, it's funny that I've just come full circle, <laughs> and now I'm ready to like branch out on my own. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to say this, but I've never been to the bistro or to lemongrass. Really? For, I don't know. There's no, like, specific reason why. Um, I've just never been. I, you know, yeah. I've been to Citronelle a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I've never been to the others. Wow. Well, you should definitely go. Need, it's like I a Syracuse institution. I know. I feel bad saying that. And, well, I mean, don't feel bad. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I get it. Like, there are so many places to explore in Syracuse. Yeah. And... You know, even like I just went to uh, Diffie for the first time mm-hmm. the other day. What do you think? I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I was like, I'm kicking myself for not having gone earlier mm-hmm. and more often. Yeah. But uh, man, what a great job they do. Yeah. It's um, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah. Know? It's uh, it's sad. But, you know, that's part of I mean, it's challenging in Syracuse, I think. To have, I mean, I've never been to Bistro or Lemongrass, but they're up there. They're considered higher end restaurants, correct? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. fine dining. So, yeah. I mean, there's definitely more of those in Syracuse now. Uh, I mean, you have Diffy, you have, I, I wouldn't consider Amano fine dining, but Amano's. It's elevated. Yeah, yeah. I would say Amano's in the, yeah, the top five for quality, without sure, a doubt. Sure, absolutely. Um, but fine dining, you have St. Urban, Diffy. Uh, lemongrass bistro citronelle i think would kind of be in there yeah i think citronelle has elevated food but yeah. maybe just a, a more casual atmosphere yeah. which i think is kind of like the sweet spot to hit in syracuse yeah yeah it's so interesting to see kind of what works and what doesn't um and Diffy, i think is a restaurant that deserves to i mean if if they do wind up closing, it'll definitely be to sit the loss for Syracuse. I mean, they're Absolutely. such an amazing restaurant. Absolutely, you know, I the the whole reason I went was because I wanted to support them, and mm. and um, <clears throat> and I had never been before, and yeah. you know, having a chef schedule doesn't exactly <laughs> you know equate to tons of free time, right? And especially on the day that the other restaurants are open, right? Yeah, Ta- uh, you know. <clears throat> Um, they tend to close on the same days, yeah. like Sunday, Monday, they usually have yeah. off. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So yeah, Diffie is great. I need to get to lemongrass. I need to get to bistro. Um, yeah. I mean, don't, don't fill yourself. Make sure you save room for desserts. Yeah. Right. I've thought, I've thought about doing a, uh, like tour of Armory Square Oh yeah. and literally just starting at one end and just ping ponging back yeah. and forth every restaurant. You'll be so full. Um, yeah, not one. Not, yeah. Uh, but definitely, yeah, I think, I don't know how long that would take me if I did like a lunch and dinner every night, right. of, you know, uh, but I think that'd be kind of fun to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't know what I would do with that afterwards besides <laughs> post the pictures while I'm there. But um, I was, it's pretty interesting because, you know, we switched from eat local CNY to eat local New York. Mm-hmm. And now having to, uh, we did it too soon, which is typically how I do a lot of things. I get the idea and I'm right. like, yes, <laughs> let's go ahead and do that. And it's better it. than the opposite though. You know, just it having is. a great idea and sitting on it for too long. So. Yeah, that is true. So now there's all of, now we're opened up to Buffalo and Rochester and Albany and New York city and the yeah. whole Hudson area, sure. and, uh, all the entire state and just on Instagram searching restaurants and I mean, we'll leave New York city out of the, out of, out of it because obviously, but Buffalo and Rochester, it is so amazing how many more restaurants there are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, how amazing all of them look, Yeah, how much bigger it's just, my sister lives in Buffalo oh, and really? man, what you talk about a food city. I, I we plan we plan our trip around mm-hmm. where we're going to eat okay. in Buffalo and yeah. it's just really amazing to me and even just driving around like every every other thing is a restaurant mm-hmm. you know <laughs> parking lots full I mean maybe not at this point yeah. but you know just like these restaurants just just do so well I mm-hmm. I mean in my eyes you know yeah, like just right. full parking <laughs> lots and busy yeah. you can't can't get a reservation and right 
And so, yeah, I'm always happy to mm. go to Buffalo, you know. Yeah, I'll have to get some tips from you because we have to, I need to start spending like weekends in these markets, okay. you know, so that way I can go out there and get content and yeah, take pictures yeah. sure. and all that kind of stuff. So, so uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know, well, I'm sure you would consider it uh, pretty fortunate, but uh, it's amazing that you from not have gone to culinary school, which you don't have to in this industry. Right. But from not going to culinary school and starting at, you know, lemongrass yeah. uh, right out of the gates. Yeah. So, I mean, do you come from like, are your parents cooks? Is there other cooks in your family? Both of them cook. They've never cooked professionally, but man, my parents can cook. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just grew up eating the most delicious food and, you know, and I, I guess like Thai culture is kind of like it, it, food is so important to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember just like going to Thailand and I'm kind of just going with the flow. Right. Like mm -hmm. we're, we're just there with family and we will have just eaten lunch. And before we're even finished, they're like, OK, what do you want for dinner? Where are we going for dinner? <laughs> and it's just, it, you know, which. I love, like, I, yeah, I love... That sounds like the, my day. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just, like, the food experiences are just really amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I grew up, like, learning, you know, how to cook from them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Thai food kind of um, evolved for them because they couldn't necessarily get all the ingredients mm -hmm. that, that they needed here. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, my dad telling me the story about... Like, they finally found fish sauce at some, like, <laughs> downtown market. And and it wasn't even Thai fish sauce. It was Filipino fish sauce. But, man, they were so happy to have it. And, and uh, you know, one time I think somebody had sent them fish mm -hmm. sauce from Thailand in a package. And the, <laughs> the bottle was plastic and it had cracked and oh. leaked all over. And the... The mailman was just like, you have something rotten in here. Here you go. <laughs> but really, it was just fish sauce, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I you know, <clears throat> I grew up cooking and and eating and just loved food, like, from when, since I was, like, really little. And after school, I think I had, it was, like, the, the, early days of like the food network mm. and I'd sit there after school and just like soak it all in. And that was back in the day when it was really good. I mean, you had <laughs> these amazing chefs on Yeah. and, um, <clears throat> yeah, the early days you had yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'd, I'd like experiment with food and make my little sister try it when she got off the school bus. I'd be like, here, taste this. <laughs> and it just grew from that, like experimenting with flavors mm. and, and technique. And, cool. and it just grew from there. And then, of course, you know, Eamon taught me so much. Max taught me so much. Yeah. And I've just been picking <clears throat> up things along mm. the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty amazing to have. I mean, I know I've already said it, but to think of having somebody like Eamon that you're working with uh, especially back then, uh, yeah, that's gotta be unbelievable. I mean, that was back, you know, in his heyday, like he, I can't, <clears throat> I can't even begin to like explain how much he taught me yeah. about ingredients and flavors mm. and, and just like simplicity. And, you know, I, I think I use this word when I did my review of, um, Diffie online and, their food is so unpretentious. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like they there was this phase of Syracuse fine dining where everything was kind of like over the top and and people were trying to put food together that didn't necessarily belong together and I just found it very off-putting, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like I I when I cook, my tenders my flavors tend to be more natural mm -hmm. and and you know, even taught me what grows together goes together and yeah yeah so um i think my food has definitely evolved mm -hmm. over the years but definitely influenced by amen yeah, i was having a, a conversation when you, you know, with steve yeah about uh how a chef could fool me right yeah yeah yep. I, I don't know like how, how should i put this um like, if you look at a painting, like you take an artist who's a painter or a sculptor, or eh, maybe not a sculptor, well, maybe a sculptor, but painter, drawer, whatever. 
uh, I don't know if drawer is actually the right term <laughs> for a, for an artist, but uh, we'll just leave it at painter. Um, obviously, there's different categories, right? There's, you know, uh, what, uh, expressionists and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, real life. Uh, I know anybody who's listening to this who's an artist <laughs> is going to cringe and hate me. Uh, but I did al- almost fail intro to art back in high school. So oh boy. Um, that's why I stuck with photography in high school. Um but it's pretty, it's difficult to kind of, uh, unless you're an experienced critic, uh, it's difficult to take somebody's, you know, painting and really uh, put effort into saying whether it's good or bad, or good right. or bad, right? Well, it's also subjective, right? right. Like, yeah. For, for a chef who, I mean, you've been in great restaurants and you've been doing this for decades, do you feel the same about food? Can you feel the same about food or is it just kind of like this works or it doesn't work? I'm very open-minded about food. You know, I, um, you know, there are always kind of like those rules that you stick to that you learn very early on, you know, uh, like uh no fruit with chocolate right Mm. like that's pretty standard like (laughs) rule and but then i had you know dessert at diffie and -hmm. it was chocolate (laughs) and there was lime in there and there was a little raspberry and i was like i'm like huh this is delicious (laughs) you know and and so i think i think i just let my palate judge whether something works or not yeah and you know i'm i'll I'll try anything like I'll if I see if I see a menu or a recipe or something, I'm like, huh, that doesn't sound like it'll work. (laughs) You know, sometimes I'll just like throw the ingredients together and see if it does work. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. It's. I didn't know that there was a rule of no fruit with chocolate because that means that I've been getting, <laughs> I've been fooled a lot more than I thought I, I had. Been. I mean, it's a very old school rule, you know. Um, I find chocolate dipped strawberries delightful. Yeah, see, I don't. <laughs> really, I don't know. They what have it is. to be really ripe strawberries. Yeah, and you know, like they have to be sweet enough to stand up to the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And um, they have to be ripe enough and be like super juicy. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's why. Because uh, usually the ones I've had are the ones you buy online, you know. Oh, right? yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I've just never been a fan of them for some reason. I wasn't for the longest time. I'd see one and it wouldn't even interest me. And yeah. then one day the pastry chef at um, the Century Club had made them for a party. And he, he was like, here, eat this. And I was like, what? <laughs> I just, you know, I was like man, have I been missing out this whole time? <laughs> and and then I bought some and they were horrible. And I was like, oh, I guess I haven't been missing out. <laughs> so it has to be this very unique set of circumstances for a chocolate strawberry to be yeah, delicious. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I, um, I think probably one of my favorite desserts in the area, uh, well, Amano does a great job. They do their, um, uh, it was a pasta shut or chut, um, uh, but it was like hazelnut and mm. yeah, that was really good. Yum. And then, uh, Francesca's, oh, what is the that? butter cake? Yes. That so thing good. is out of this world. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, uh, St. Urban, he did this, um, like three different chocolates. And, uh, mm-hmm. I know he gets, I believe he gets all of the sources of chocolate from nostalgia. Um, which is in Syracuse, but anyways, it was just uh, amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah he, um, so Jared worked at the bistro with Eamon and I. Really? Uh, yeah. When the <clears throat> the fir- yeah the first time I was at at Lemongrass, I bistro. did not know that. Yeah, Jared was Eamon's sous chef, and then Jared also left to go to the Century Club with Eamon. Really? Yeah. So they have a, a like a long standing relationship, and wow. then. And then I think, and Eamon is the one to have made all of Jared's little trays. I know. Yeah, I knew that. For the salt and pepper and stuff in St. Urban. But uh, it was so funny. I ran into Jared randomly in the parking lot of Wegmans. (laughs) And it just, I was happened, I just happened to be shopping for my pop-up event that was a couple Mm. weeks ago. And 
um, I told him, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this pop-up. He goes, oh, cool. You know, and I, I just like nonchalantly told him yeah. like what was going on and stuff. And lo and behold, I'm looking at the orders the next day and he had ordered from me hmm. and he came down to pick up his order and he brought me Madeleine's oh, nice. that he and his team had just made. I was like, holy cow, how <laughs> delicious and like so thoughtful. I know. So, yeah, um, yeah. I've been to St. Urban once. Um and I keep meaning to go back, but wow, yeah, what an amazing job he does. Yeah. And like how lucky is Syracuse to have it? I know. That's, uh, see, I, there's, I found that as I get to know a chef or restaurant owner more, mm-hmm. that I begin to not appreciate their food as much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the case with like anybody, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, or like anybody that you, you know, uh, you look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to uh, not get to know. I've learned my lesson now. I try to yeah. not get to know some of them as well. Um, yeah. I don't want to hang out with them and have a right. drink or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, and Jared's uh, would would probably I would put in that uh, group. And mm-hmm. you know, to me, Jared was like, you know, I think you know, I've heard the stories of like New York of his time in New York City. But I'd like to just imagine that he appeared one day in a kitchen, <laughs> uh, already having all of the knowledge and yeah. you know experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, he and I didn't keep in touch after he left. Yeah. Um, but it was it was nice to see him and, and eat his food again. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, back in the days of bistro and and everything, he he made some tremendous food. Like, I bet, yeah. Like things and combinations that I still remember today. Hmm. I think he was the first one to introduce me to the pairing of beets and truffles, hmm. and you know, yeah. I've used I've used that combination like countless times. <laughs> It's got to be pretty interesting to see somebody uh, back in the day like that, and then to kind of see their what they put on their menu evolve over yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and as Madeleines are baked fresh, which is yeah, unreal, amazing. Yeah, I think I've only been to one other place that does that. Um, mm-hmm. Morrow's Table in Auburn. Oh, do they do that too? Yeah. Okay. I don't know yeah. if they still do that, but okay. I remember at the end they would bring you fresh, like li- these little mini Madeleines. Yeah. And, oh. Yeah. That's Such amazing. a delicious I know. <laughs> I really just want to go to St. Urban now for dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe I can get my wife to do that. There you go. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right. So tell me, like, talk to me a little bit about getting involved with Salt City Market. Have you always wanted to own or operate your own restaurant? You know, that's the funny thing is, oh, you know, of course, I feel like it's any cook's dream to have their own place right but having been in the business and not really had a lot of experience with the front of the house and the business end of it I always said to myself oh my god I would never open up my own place (laughs) I you know I I have I have no idea how to do these things you know when you're working so many hours in the kitchen you don't have time to learn all these things and um you know I I had met Adam Sudman a number of years ago, I, I forget where I was even working, but I get a call from um, my friend's wife, who is his sister-in-law, and she says, oh, you know, my, my brother-in-law is coming into town. He he was hoping that someone could show him around, like, some international markets, mm. and I remember I took Adam on a tour of all the Asian markets I knew at the time. Mm. I think there were like a handful. We yeah. went to, you know, um, Hans on Erie Boulevard. We went at the time there was Pan Asian Market mm. that was kind of like behind like Popeyes on Erie yeah. Boulevard. Uh, I took him to a couple on the north side. Mm. There was a Lao um, little grocer right on Butternut. And then there was Vian Dong right on Townsend. Mm. And, you know, we like made an afternoon of it. And, and then shortly after he started my lucky tummy yeah and i think i had volunteered for the first dinner and then i actually Mm. cooked for the second dinner and then i think i landed at bellevue or somewhere that i just had no more time yeah um but i had known adam since those early days and of course since then like the asian markets have kind of tripled in number and (laughs) and you know which i'm super happy about (laughs) but uh we had always kind of kept in touch and there was a point where he was on board to open with love for OCC. Mm. 
and um, had kind of tapped me to be the teaching chef there. And, um, you know, we had had conversations and I had sat in on a number of their meetings and things like that. We had started kind of recipe development with with one of the vendors and and then Bellevue offered me the position and I said, I I can't turn it down, (laughs) which I was so sad about because, you know, I just, you know, they're the there are just humans you click with, mm. you know, over food or whatever. And Adam and I just kind of clicked. And, and so, you know, we kept in touch. I, I get an email now and then. And then it just so happened that I left Bellevue at the end of January of last year. And okay. um, I think I got, I, you know, I got one of the emails and about Salt City Market. And, oh, mm. this is our last info session before the fall. And I said, well, let me just go and see what this is all about, <laughs> right? Let me, let me go and support Adam and, and just listen. And, you know, by the end of it, I was like, huh, here they're opening up a food hall. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, the Allen Foundation behind it yeah. and Syrup and, you know, Center State CEO and they, there was all this like training involved. And I said, if I'm ever going to open up a restaurant like this, this is how I'm going to do it. And Mm. I think the, the, the application was due like the Monday, it was like a Friday or Saturday or something. And the the application was due that Monday. Mm. So I went home and I scribbled a bunch of stuff down (laughs) and I sent it in. And then it was just like, a snowball rolling downhill. It Mm. just, it just gained momentum. And next thing you know, I'm in my first interview, which I have to cook for. Mm. I'm part of the pop up and then I move on. And then it's like full force into like these, um, these meetings and classes Mm. and man, it just, it kept going and going. And then, you know, shortly after, um, I started that process, I landed at Citronelle. Oh, wow. And so here I am trying to balance like this very full time job and still trying to go after, you know, this this spot in this amazing stall. Yeah. And I the the past year has seriously been a blur. (laughs) I mean, just a blur. And I remember I think the last kind of things we had to do um, audition wise was right before the holidays of last year. And. I remember, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, like sigh of relief, like, like this part is done. Like, you know, let me just concentrate on Citronelle. It was party season at the time. So of course, you know, we're just, we're Hmm. so busy. And, um, and then I think they made the announcement at the end of January. Okay. And I just so happened to have had like some really weird symptoms Hmm. and I was in the hospital. Oh, wow. And I remember asking my doctor, I was like, I'm like, can, can I go and come back? (laughs) And he was like, no. And I was so upset. But if you look at the salt city market, like video of, of all of us, like getting into the market, um, you see Adam like holding up his cell phone and I'm in like a hospital gown <laughs> with like bed head. Like, like that was my contribution to that video. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it, it's just been a crazy, crazy ride. But yeah. you, I mean, you really couldn't ask for a better situation to get a first restaurant. I mean, to get any restaurant, but especially your first. I Absolutely. mean, and you kind of touched on everything. I mean, to have, all the education, all of the uh, experience, all of the backing from the Allen Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's like the best of any scenario to open up a restaurant. It's a dream come true. Yeah. Um, I mean, just how fortunate is Syracuse to even have like the Allen Foundation and and then now to have this amazing building being built. And, yeah. And because there's so many, you know, uh, I'm fortunate to work at Gearhart, so I've been able to see. Oh yeah, yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, so um, I've been with them since February. I've been doing the. I'm the marketing manager over there. Oh, cool. And it's been really interesting to see, especially see everybody come through and kind of design their space. Yeah, um, what a fun day that was. Yeah, but yeah, um, but it's been really interesting just to see how well everything is being done yeah. i mean 
the expertise, the attention to detail uh, that's going into every aspect of it is really amazing. Absolutely. I mean, I can't say enough about like the support behind the project. You know, as as someone who has been in the industry, I feel really fortunate that I kind of have a background in this, right? Like I can kind of say, well, no, I don't want the grill there or or no, like this is how the line should flow. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our vendors, they they are leaving different careers to start their own restaurant. Mm. And and it's just amazing that um, Salt City Market kind of had the foresight to have all these support services around it. Yeah. You know, to help everyone get to where they need to be. Yeah. It's, um, I was just, I was having a conversation with a friend last week or the week before. And uh, we had a, we had like lost connect, you know, we hadn't connected in like three or four years mm-hmm. or however long it had been. So we got together over lunch. We were talking about like just everything that like had happened in our lives. So we were talking a lot about just Syracuse. And one thing that I just feel like I've always gotten a vibe from Syracuse is it doesn't really have its own anything. It doesn't have its own like personality uh, that you could like look at the entirety of the city and say, oh, OK, I get it. I mean, yeah. there's the only thing that people really gather around is like SU athletics, right? Which I suppose that's kind of a thing, but not really uh, kind of the personality aspect, even like and I'm, I may get flack for this, but <laughs> even like the musicians, some of the artists, a lot of the artists just feels like everything to me. I shouldn't say everything. A lot. Most things are a copycat of something else. Mm, interesting. I, I don't feel that way with the food. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, which I mean, I'm sure most of it is and everything is I've, I've kind of, I view everything. If I have an idea for something, no matter how original it is, someone else, somewhere else in the world. Yeah. Of uh, course. Throughout time already had that idea. Absolutely. Right. It just, I feel that way about food. Yeah. Yes. It, you it, know, it, yeah. I will come up with a brilliant moment in my head and you know, two weeks later I'll see it on a menu. I'm like, son of a <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm sure that without a doubt that is the case for food yeah. because it's know, all been done before. Exactly. right? I mean, there's only so much food in the world. And I mean, I shouldn't say that there, there's a lot of new and yeah. innovative flavors and techniques and right. and stuff that is beyond my comprehension. Not that I wouldn't love to taste it. Right. right? Um, but that's kind of the beauty of food is that a lot of like these recipes are recipes unless you're making like, uh, you know. Um, a boozy milkshake, you know, <laughs> like you see up at Rise and Shine or something like that, yeah. or a cannoli donut or with bacon on it from mm-hmm. Blazing, you know, unless you're seeing something like that. Yeah. A lot of these are recipes that have been around for generations. Sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, even a French fry or a hamburger, you know, mm-hmm. like relatively new things to the culinary world. They've still been around for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, one thing that I love about the Salt City Market, and it's not a new or original idea. Right. Right. A food hall like this. Um, it's new to Syracuse. It's not only is it new to Syracuse, but it feels authentic. Yeah. It, in other words, like most other things in the city, I kind of feel like are a copycat. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell it's like somebody's trying to be something else. Yeah. And even though Salt City Market, and they're not claiming to be like the first food hall ever. Um even though it is a copy, it just feels authentic. It feels like it's being done well and yeah. original. And yeah, I feel like it just, it feels authentic because it's people from like the Syracuse area who are doing it. The chefs are from Syracuse. Like the mm-hmm. whole idea of it is, has yeah. kind of grown organically. And, you know, I wasn't really privy to those like initial conversations mm-hmm. about the hall, but you know, before I even decided to apply, I had sat in on a couple meetings about, hmm. um, you know, uh, things that they were talking about. And, yeah. and I just said, man, does Syracuse need this? Yeah. You know, you can, you can go to like all these other cities and, and their ethnic foods are just top notch and they're plentiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember going to college, I th- like 92 to 96, and my friend from New York was like, 
oh my gosh, my favorite food is Ethiopian. Hmm. And ever since I've wanted Ethiopian food hmm. and, you know, Habiba's finally open. Yeah. But how long ago was that? Not even that long ago. Yeah, a year and a half or so. Yeah, so, you know, it's 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 up and coming. Like yeah. Syracuse needs it. Yeah. I think there's a thirst for it mm-hmm. in, in, in the city. And, um, you know, I'm just really excited that, yeah. that they decided to do this project like even I, I said all along, even if I didn't get in, I'm like, man, what an amazing project. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There really is um, uh, great ethnically diverse food that's popping up in the city. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right way, ethnically diverse, but uh, diverse food establishments. Yeah. There's just a, a new Cuban place I just found out about. Uh, oh, on really? Burnett. Yeah. And I think it's just like a sandwich place for the most part. Um, but I... Saw the guy who owned it started posting on Facebook, and so it was, it, it was posting Cubans. It mm-hmm. was like, this looks like a pretty legit Cuban. Yeah. And uh, it was for the most part, mm-hmm. but it was, I'm not kidding, the entire sandwich Holy was cannoli. this long. And, like, I mean, it's massive. Wow. Like, one, one whole sandwich, which is like $9, mm-hmm. could feed easily four people. Holy cow. I'm a big guy <laughs> and it could easily feed four people. Wow. It is a huge and it was, you know, pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking because I work with, you know, Anthony D'Onofrio over at Gearhars, who he's, you know, used to be the chef at Modern Malt. And stuff. I, I, I used to love Modern Malt. Yeah, so yeah. I used to love Modern Malt. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just remember yeah. going there for the first time and I was like, what? Somebody's actually making real hollandaise? Like, yeah. what's going on? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my longstanding joke with him is that uh, there are so many different, t- like, Benedicts that he did over there mm-hmm. that he's just, like, his his MO is, like, whatever he does, he's going to turn into a Benedict. <laughs> so he, we were talking, he was gonna he's going to help Kasai out, I think, at the, in the end of the month when, like, two, Kyle and, like, the sous chef are both on vacation. Oh, wow. At the same time. So, uh D'Onofrio was going to go down and help him. And I said, oh, you know, awesome. whoever goes that weekend is just going to get like whatever they order. It's going to be a Benedict. That's hilarious. The ramen's going to come with two biscuits and hollandaise <laughs> sauce. Um, but he and I were talking about like, you know, how weird of a sandwich a Cubano is. I mean, it's yeah. like this delicious roasted pork, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense, you know, and that mojo sauce, you know, you have, cilantro and lime and oranges and mm-hmm. you know garlic and maybe a little bit of mint or you know yeah, but let's throw in some mustard and pickles right yeah. <laughs> and swiss cheese yeah and then put and it ham. On, yeah and, ham. and then put it on bread and yeah. smash the shit out of it right you know? yeah <laughs> it's such a weird sandwich it really is but it's good yeah 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 it like i it feel i feel like it hits all those all your flavor receptors in yeah. your tongue right like everything yeah so they make a great one. There's, um, I mean, the that little triangle of, you have Doloro's Bakery, mm-hmm. you have Mikasita across the street, yes. and you have the Halal Place across the street yeah. from there, Yeah. Um, which I haven't been there yet, but I just, somebody was just telling me that they're pretty good. Yeah. I, what did I have from there? I think I had like their biryani and okay. maybe like their um, stewed lamb or something like that, okay. but it was delicious. I, I just happened to be in there. I needed... Mm. Um, halal chicken for an event i was doing and i was like oh lunch is already made (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh mika sita does good is a great job you know yeah um i mean deloros or something about walking in there and getting one of those little mini calzones wrapped up in tin foil yeah you know it's just i've actually i think i'm gonna go there after this podcast (laughs) is done it's just it's there it's just a good little corner yeah yeah so there is some great food out there Mm -hmm. i mean and i can't really talk about unknown places without mentioning i don't think i'm pronouncing it right but kaidun and the best banh mi that maybe exists mm-hmm. in, you know in the area yeah uh i mean just yeah there's some really great food in syracuse yeah speaking of banh mi um so now who uh owns mama high that's going to be in the market she just mm. had her event last week oh yeah and man talk about the best banh mi i've ever had really she made all of her meats wow yeah Wow. Yeah, and her twist on it is she throws a little pepperoni in her in her <laughs> bun me, which sounds so strange, yeah, but yeah. it was so delicious. Really? Like I was like, 
what? Like my my mind was just kind of blown. But yeah, man, she did a great job. Really? She made her own pate. She wow. made her own um, pork roll, and then mm. I think there was like a like a Vietnamese sausage that she made. Mm. So yeah, there's there's yeah. good things coming. Yeah, that reminds me the there's this French restaurant on the way out to Skinny Atlas. It's like in a house. Oh, I've heard of it. I've never been there. I've never been there either. But I was at a farm to fork event. Uh, that she was um, she was like helping at working mm-hmm. at cooking at and uh, she made this yak pate really it was amazing wow uh, just on a little crustini it was really 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 good wow where did she get yak I from? have no clue I have no idea but it was a yak pate that's really interesting I know I didn't think I was gonna like it and it was like the best thing I've ever had before wow yeah it was pretty good yeah, there's lo- there's a lot of hidden gems out there. If we there can are. just get past, yeah. you know, what we think of as good food or, yeah. or what we're like think of as as uh, something we're willing to try. Right. Like if you just open your mind a little bit, yeah, it's it's worth it. I really enjoy going into a restaurant where I, I typically only do it where I know or trust like the cook or the chef, and I mm-hmm. usually just say like Eden, I do this. I never order. I just say whatever Rich thinks I should have is what mm-hmm. I'll have. You yeah, know? that's fun. And I love doing that at Defi when they did the challenge. You know, their their four, I think it was three or five or whatever, how many courses. Mm-hmm. But it was their challenge, and they would just come and ask you a series of questions and then go back and prepare a menu based on your answers. Yeah. Um, and my wife and I did that together side by side one night. And, you know, she's not very adventurous, so... Mm-hmm. You know, we had like venison was the main course and uh, mine had pig's blood and hers didn't, mm-hmm. you know, or um, I forget what the app, what one of the early courses was, but mine had sea urchin row and hers mm-hmm. didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Like, if I, if I know that, you know what you're talking about, I will, whatever you think I should have, I'll have right. it, you know? Yeah. That's super fun. Yeah. All right. So you already had your pop-up. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, but we were talking beforehand that uh, three of you are going to get together here in a little bit and do. Yeah. Four of us. And then, you know, we invited a couple of friends who kind of were in the audition process, um, mm. but didn't make it in. Um, so now who does Mama High, um, myself doing Firecracker, um, Dune, who does Cake Bar. Mm, yeah. And uh, LaToya, who does. Irma's Island, Jamaican, uh, are going to get together and kind of do our little riff on the state fair. Mm. And then we also invited Nujud, who was actually one of the um, chefs in residence at With Love. She was Palestine. Oh, okay. And then Venus also, same thing. I think she did um, like low country, southern Mm. cuisine. But we're all going to do like our little versions of favorite state fair foods mm. we are working at the menu right now. <laughs> and it'll be, I think the last Sunday in August. Okay. Is that through salt city market or is that on your own? That is through salt city market. Okay, cool. Yeah. All so right. all of August has been this whole idea of curbside test kitchen. Yeah. We're all on our own have had, um, sessions, uh, testing out our own recipes just to get them standardized and on paper mm-hmm. and, you know, make sure that it's the most delicious version yeah. of the dish that we can come up with. So we had, you know, with the safe air being canceled, like, man, what a void. Like, I know they're, <laughs> I know they're doing stuff in the parking lots and yeah, stuff like that, but it's not it's the not same. Not the same. And, yeah. and so if it's not going to be the same, why don't we just like yeah. do something totally different and, and, you know, the, the series has been so popular. Like, I think we've all just sold out every single week, every single That's day. Um, today is actually Cake Bar's um, yeah. bake sale. Oh, okay. So, and I, and she closed ordering yesterday. So she sold out before the event even started. Wow. And yeah, yeah. So hmm. it's really nice to be with this group of women. And we've all had this journey together. Mm-hmm. And just to collaborate and and really bring like delicious food to, yeah. to people, you know, and and I think that's like what my joy of cooking comes from is is mm. sharing my flavors with people who appreciate them and enjoy them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how can people find you and learn more about everything you're doing? Um, so they can find me on Facebook or Instagram. It's Firecracker S.Y.R. And uh, my Web page is Firecracker S.Y.R. dot com. And, uh, yeah, they, they can look at 
the menu that I've come up with so far on the website. Um, all our event information will, will be up there shortly once we decide on the menu. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, of course, they can follow Salt City Market, too, and then all of our information yeah. will be on there. Cool. And I'm going to get down to the lemongrass and the bistro soon. Yes, you should. <laughs> I, I mean, you, yeah. especially right now, it's dining week. Oh, that's true. I yeah, didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I'll check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sarah. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, thank you so much for checking out the Local New York podcast. Do me a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button. That way, the moment a new episode drops, you'll be the first to know. And leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the Local New York podcast. It means so much in the podcasting world to get those reviews. So head over there. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Thank you so much, and we're going to catch you at the next episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. Got no peace of mind. Ease your staking all the time. You've gone so far, but they know inside. To be lonesome Spend most of my days Having no one Dreaming you were out there Shining in the sun Lonely soul Hoping that they find someone Baby, I hope I find you Baby, I hope it'll find you.